0: Please pray with me. Lord God, thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you for giving us another day to worship you and to follow you and to give you glory. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak to our hearts this morning. Help clear out the clutter which blocks Lord us from you so that we might hear you, we might be transformed through this encounter, Lord, and that we might carry your word out into this world. And we pray, Lord, that you would place your word in our mouths, Lord, that we might faithfully proclaim it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Morning. Morning. It's so good to see you all today. Well, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, if there was one cookie to share between me and my brother, there was a certain process that had to take place for that cookie to be shared. Did you guys have a process too? What was your process? You took it? <laughs> no, give in. My give, got it. Yeah, give in. Your brother got it. Well, so for me and my brother, the process was one person divides, the other person picks, right? And what does that ensure? That nobody's happy, right? No. Um, yeah, fairness, right? Fairness, because the person who's dividing, how are they going to divide? as best as they can, right? Because they're like, they got a lot riding on this, right? And then the person who picks, they get to pick whichever one they want, the big one or the small one, the one with more chocolate chips, the one, you know, with the more size. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the factors, right? And why did we have to have that process for dividing the cookie up? Because we're human, right? And as humans, we have a tendency to be unjust, don't we? Like... Can you imagine that me as maybe a seven-year-old might divide the cookie and take the larger piece if I had the choice? <laughs> or just took the whole cookie, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. If given the chance? I mean, it is in human nature. I'm sure someday they're going to excavate a couple cavemen fighting over a cookie, right? A little pterodactyl cookie <laughs> or something, right? Because it's a part of human nature. We just always think about Ourselves. And justice, often, for me, I only wanted the cookie division, like the process, to happen if I was not dividing. Right? If I was dividing, I wanted it to be that I divided and I had the choice. But if my brother had the cookie, I wanted the process to take place in the normal way, right? We only want justice when it favors us, don't we? When it does or doesn't favor us, justice is not so good. I mean, how many times when you're in, like, on the driving down the freeway, and somebody passes you going crazy fast, and then you see a police, a uh, highway patrol after him, you're like, yes. Do you feel that same sense of vindication when you get pulled over? You don't say, "Ah, oh, thank God that this highway patrolman is keeping the road safe from people like me." No, you don't. You only want justice when it serves you, right? It's in human nature. We have a broken sense of justice, and we see that today in our gospel reading. In our gospel reading for today, we are taken to two places of justice. The first place is before Pontius Pilate, the local Roman prefect. It is before Pilate that Jesus is tried by his people and by the Roman authorities. In this trial false accusations fly they've got all kinds of stories about Jesus I mean they're just throwing everything out there and is Pontius Pilate buying it No not at all He's a sharp cookie right He is not buying anything that they are selling And but he knows he can't release Jesus why can't he release Jesus He's afraid of what He's afraid of an uprising. He's afraid of the mob, right? And smart man, because mobs can be terrifying, right? Who's running the mob? Nobody, right? It's just all going, and Pilate doesn't know what he can do, but he knows he's got this hot potato in his hands. He knows he can't release Jesus. He knows he can't serve justice by releasing the innocent because this mob will cause problems. And the Romans hate riots, right? Hate rights, they cost money, they like, the Pax Romana gets all messed up when it happens, you know? I mean, it's no fun at all. Romans like peace. And so he offers up an amicable solution that he thinks will work for both parties. This is kind of the plea bargain phase here. He's like, I'll declare Jesus guilty, and then we can release him, right? Because what time is it? Passover time, and at the Passover, they had a tradition of freeing a prisoner. I mean, who came come up with this idea? Do we do this in our law system in the U.S.? Hey, it's Christmas, let's free a prisoner. Pick one, anyone. No, this is nuts, man. It's party time, let's let a criminal grow, let a criminal go. I mean, is that how you guys celebrate? You're like, woohoo, convicts on the streets. No, that's not how it works, Right? I mean, if we're going to talk about justice here, then what is this custom all about? This custom of releasing a prisoner. I mean, what is Pilate saying? That either they were wrong about some of these convictions, and so it's okay if they go out on the street because there's a decent chance they were innocent anyway, or we don't care about right or wrong, so it's cool with us if criminals walk the streets. Right? Isn't this a strange custom? And I'm not exactly sure what it was. And it's even more crazy in light of the trial of Jesus. Jesus had just been convicted in a trial in which the judge thought he was innocent, but was afraid of angering the crowd. Then Pilate offers them this option, and the crowd of all people wants Barabbas. Who is Barabbas? murderer. Murderer, right? Bless you. And also an insurrectionist. Yeah, he's part of this crowd who's like actually is creating riots. Right? The charges against Jesus, the worry of Pilate that this is going to cause a riot, he's actually letting a known rioter be free. While the healer and redeemer is convicted, this criminal goes free. Where is the justice? Where are the innocent defended and the guilty condemned? The second place of justice in this passage is a very different place. It is Golgotha, or Calvary, the place of crucifixion. And here a man hangs on the cross with a sign above his head that reads, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And while the world thinks that it's judging him and condemning him, instead he is judging the world. He looks out over the city of Jerusalem and the world beyond and knows the absolute depth of their sins. Not just the external ones that we pick up in conversation with one another, right? Not just those sins. But he knows the inner ones, the ones people try to hide away, the ones people try to conceal and cover up. He sees their hearts. And he knows that death is the only punishment for that sin. There is no way around it. And because he is the righteous king and the true judge, he did not come up with some ridiculous get-out-of-jail-free card on a festival. Instead, he takes the whole weight of those sins upon himself. And he takes upon himself the death That is a natural consequence of that sin. And why did Jesus do this? Well, he did it to set the guilty free. To pay their debt. Because we unjustly condemned the righteous one. And in that act of condemning him to the cross, we revealed just how much we needed him to die for us. That we were willing to send an innocent man to his death shows how much we need his mercy And in his death, us, the righteous ones, were set free. Did I say the righteous ones? Mm -hmm. The unrighteous ones. Let's keep that clear here. The unrighteous ones were set free. Our sins were forgiven, and we were released, the righteous for the unrighteous. In our gospel passage for today, we are presented with two places of justice. In the first, we see the world's view of justice, the innocent condemned and the guilty free, all based on the whim of a crowd. At the second place of justice, we see the author of life and the true judge take our just penalty upon himself so that we can have his life freely. Friends, this Palm Sunday We have the opportunity to choose to give our allegiance to the righteous one who has taken away our sin. May we accept his free gift of grace and mercy and live in his love this day and forevermore. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you went to the cross for us broken and needy people. We thank you, Lord God, that even when we could not judge justly, that you did, Lord, and you set us free. And we pray, Lord God, that you would help us to receive your gift of grace, that we would accept it, Lord, in a world in which so many strings are attached to things. We thank you that you offer us grace, Lord. All we need to do is receive it. Give us hearts that can receive humble hearts lord which are broken at the foot of your cross and we pray lord god that as we receive your grace we would see just how needy we are so that we might without judgment lord and without a sense of pride go out into this world and share your hope with others who need you as well help us lord god to serve them and to serve you with grace with humility lord and with a joy which springs from a redeemed heart. Thank you, Lord God, for offering yourself for us. Help us to receive this gift today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.